My, my grandma was. That would kind of make you then. You would be Swedish then. Unless he's adopted. Oh, I'm flesh and blood. You are? Yeah. How old are you, Irving? 33. It's like uh, the Heinz ketchup bottle. What? Or is that not Heinz? It's 57. 57, yeah. No, I'm thinking of the... Uh, Rolling Rock. Colt 33? <laughs> That's close. Yeah, Colt 33. Heinz or Rolling Rock. <laughs> I always yeah, get like ketchup and Rolling Rock confused. Yeah, well, they're both in Pennsylvania. True. Right. So, that brings it back to the sports base. There you go. Right. Because of the... Oh. But join me out at the Irving Mall today, right after you stop by Discount Tire. and Yes. Go to uh, the mall. And then after you finish at the Irving Mall, you can stop by Frank Paul Autoplex from 1 to 3 because I'm going to be there. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. You're touring the whole Metroplex. Yes, I am. A big hey. day for Irving. He's just trying to one-up us. Specifically Corinth so, and Irving. All right. If you're going to be there, I'm going to a movie <laughs> this evening. I'm going to go see Maid at the, uh, the Mockingbird... Yeah. What's, what's that place called? Angelica. Uh, Angelica? Yeah, the Angelica, yeah. I'm going to go see that movie. Made? You know, for the first time, I actually explored that Mockingbird station. I also took the light rail downtown. and Really? Yeah, goofed around. That's really, ni really neat. I have never been... Where is the Angelica Theater, as a matter of fact? Where? It's like right by the Mockingbird station. Across the street? Like where the... Not where Jason's Deli and all that is. It's yeah, that's that, what I'm talking about. It's in that new development. You know, they built up around our old station. Down by those little new restaurants and everything down yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. Back okay. behind Urban Outfitters. <laughs> well, you, I thought you were strictly Irving. How would you know anything about uh, Dallas? I surfed the web. Oh, okay. Have yeah, any of you guys ridden the light rail? Oh, yeah. No. Is it I, clean? Yeah, it's really clean. And I hope that... Uh, Eventually, they get it all over Dallas. Is that 24-hour? Would you go, would you use that to go to work? Absolutely. Really? Yep. I can't wait till they tunnel up in Irving. <laughs> see, I could see using it to go to a game or something to avoid parking, but... You can now take it to the airport. Really? Mm -hmm. Love Field? No, uh, DFW. Really? Take the Trinity Express. Huh. That's not light rail. Well, how heavy is it? Heavier than light. <laughs> like, what are the what are the weight requirements, Irving, for being light rail? Uh, under a hundred. Okay, I think that's a little off. I mean, I think that the light rail weighs several tons. That's what I meant. Really sounds like things are bustling out there at <laughs> Discount Tire. Well, everyone's ordering tires right now. Oh, I see. This They're not paying attention to us. They're ordering tires. A huge silent line. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys. Oh, with tires around Eight their guys. <laughs> Not including um, ticket staffers. Oh. So I anyway, always include ticket staffers. Are you I'm guys ready to do a story? Uh, the Marilyn Manson uh, sexual assault story? He's been charged with criminal sexual conduct. On who? Well, I'm going to tell you next. It, uh, I will give you this information. It's not a female. Hello. <laughs> I know. All right, we're going to tell that story to uh, Bad Radio next. It's 10.06 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. So the breastplate. <laughs> David. Right. Do you yeah, have the, that uh, hug? Yeah, I've gotten that hug many times from Ticket Chicks. 
I hate that hug. I hate that hug from any woman. This is because it's not a hug. If you don't want to hug someone, right. just don't hug them. Don't give them the half hug. Yeah, they're they feel obligated to hug, but they don't want any physical contact or as little as possible. It's a deterrent. Well, first of all, it's annoying guys that give girls that are out of their league hugs. <laughs> Pity hugs? What? What'd you say? Pity hugs? No, the guy's not giving a pity hug. You're saying the girl is? Yeah. 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 Well, the girl just shouldn't hug him. Shake his hand. <clears throat> high five. See, that's, that's Expo's game is that he will befriend as many hot girls as he can. He'll try and, and work his way into their social circle for the specific purpose of giving them hugs and staring at their chest. Right. Now, that's so disgusting. Especially when you see the older guys hugging the younger women. I'm sure it happens many times in uh, offices. Oh. You know, when you well, have women the, have to put up with in, in office workplaces. I mean, it doesn't happen. I'm, of America. I'm not, uh, I'm not very experienced in the professional workplace. I've only been in a real office for a few months now. Mm -hmm. So it's not real prevalent in my office. I don't. I don't see that kind of thing going on, but I can I can see how you would have the the aging executive and the the young account executive or secretary who you know is real hot and has to put up with seedy hugs, taking dictation. Imagine how it was, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, I'm sure it was 10 times worse. The stupid pot-bellied cigar-chomping executive, <laughs> really generic white guy. Midlife crisis. God, wouldn't you hate to be a girl? I don't want to have girls. Yeah. You just want to have guys? <laughs> yes. No, if I ever have children, if I'm ever fortunate enough to have children, I just want boys. Just Why? Be well, because... A little Michael Jackson in you? No, I just don't want... Uh, pressure? I don't want... First of all, I don't... Are you looking at them? <laughs> no, I don't want... Well, there are, there are three reasons. Number one... I know how difficult it is for women, you know, having to deal with seedy hugs from guys like Expo and having to worry about, you know, being uh, attacked, you know, worrying about their safety. What do you mean attacked? You know, like assaulted. I'd tear you up mm. instead of a peppered. Right. <laughs> That's for the kids out there, that joke. Secondly, the second reason is I don't want to know that any guy ever damages my daughter. Like you've damaged so many? Well, I haven't damaged so many, but I know what happens. Well, what happens? Yeah, because I have a daughter. Tell me. I'll draw you a picture. Okay. So I don't but wanna... you, don't, you don't mind your son doing that sort of thing? No, I don't mind my son doing damage, but I don't want anyone damaging my daughter. You know, well, unless... It's unless... not all damage. I mean... Well, I mean, I, if... If she, get, if she gets married, that's fine. But I, I'd prefer her to be celibate until she's married. But you don't Every prefer your son like to be that way? Uh, well, I'd encourage my son to have high moral standards, but if he tears a little up, that's okay. Because <laughs> a son should have experience. Right. Well, who are these women? So there should just be a... A group of women that provide the experience for all these guys? Oh, I don't, somebody else's daughter, not mine. Because that would be incest. What? 
And then the third reason, the third reason that I don't want to have a, a daughter is because I don't want to be, like, in my 50s and my daughter bringing her hot girlfriends over for slumber parties. She don't trust you. What about your son bringing his girlfriend over? Well, it's not like she's going to be spending the night, you know, in her cotton panties and nightshirt. When Why do you have the scene all worked out? <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like a pretty interesting script. Are you, are you worried about that, Rick? Yeah. How many years away are you from that scene? No, she's only six. So, like, so in, let's, let's, hope, ten let, years from now, let's hope at least ten years. Eight or ten years from now, she's going to start bringing hot girls home. Mm-hmm. And you're going to look no. at those girls, Rick? No. And eight, and te eight to ten years from now, you're going to be how old? Fifty. Eight to ten? Yeah. Uh, ten years, I'll be 54. Wow. Sigh. It's very ziggy when you do that. You are going to be staring. No, 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 no. Yeah, wiping a little trickle of spit from the corner of your mouth. <laughs> your eyes kind of bloodshot and widened. It's, it's going to be a scene right out of American Beauty. No. At Rick's house. No, American Beauty will not happen at my house. I don't know. No dysfunction in my you're, family. You're a prime candidate for it. Why? Because you're a cokehead. Uh-huh. He'd be sitting there watching them. I don't think he did coke in the movie, did he? <laughs> you're going to be watching your daughter. Pot. Yeah. You're going to be watching your daughter with her friends, you know. Frolicking. Frolicking, playing around in the living room, and you're just going to have the... Uh, Always making them wash your car. You're going to have the little nosebleed, the little blood trickling out of your nostril. <laughs> because it, his thoughts are so intense, they've hemorrhaged something. <laughs> your septum. <laughs> I don't have your, one of those. Your septum hole plug came out. <laughs> yeah, I worry about it. Actually, I like having one of each. I like having a son and a daughter. That's seedy. No? Like You're going to have your son and all his friends washing the car and cut off the <laughs> shorts and their shirts. That way you can make up your mind which one's hotter. <laughs> yeah, you have one on washing the car, one on washing the van. I'm the most sane guy up here at the station. It's not um, even close. Hmm. It's not even close. So what is that supposed to mean? It means I know what's right and wrong. That's the definition of sanity. And I have control. Sanity. I have self-control. What's the closest you've gotten to being out of control? Well, I don't know. I uh, Never. I don't know. You told me that story about when y'all were vacationing at the beach and you ran and tackled some 17-year-old uh, girl. No, nope. that wasn't me. I'm serious, man. I'm boring. A boring Shut lifestyle. Face in the sand. I have a boring lifestyle. I'm a good role model. You think you'll be crazy, Dave, when your wife's 52? Yes. What are you going to do about that? See, I'm telling you, Dave, you need to start trying, attempting to adjust your attitudes now. Oh, I'm trying. Because you're on the brink of marriage now, and Erica's going to be all torn up and 50 years old. Well, I don't, hopefully, she takes good care of herself, so hopefully, hopefully she you won't just, be tore up. You just wait. You just wait. I know you're hoping for that, but you need to stop hoping for that. You need to get used to the idea that this is who you chose because you love her, her mind so much. That she could lose her legs, and you're going to be okay with that. See, personally, I don't get the winter-spring relationships. There's no way I could, I could date somebody in their 20s. Oh, I'm not talking about dating, necessarily. 
Well, I'm just saying, you guys, you know, they get tired of their 50-year-old wives and they want to go after something younger. There's no way I could relate to that. Well, see, that'd be too tiring. I'm counting on the fact that uh, by the time I'm in my 50s, uh-huh. that you'll be able to go online and order cyborgs to have sex with. Virtual sex? You're counting on that. Yes. You can wear one of those suits. All right, well, speaking of that subject matter, Grex, Marilyn Manson's in trouble right now. He's, um... Good segue. He may be charged with criminal sexual conduct in Michigan. Actually, he already has been charged. That's his home state, isn't it? I don't know. I think it is. I don't know. Prosecutors will try to prove that during a July 30th concert in Clarkston, which is a suburb of Detroit, Manson was performing a lewd act when he approached a security guard, spit on the man, wrapped his legs around the man's head, and gyrated. So was the security guard sitting down? I don't know, but the way I was imagining it last night was that um, Manson's up on stage, and the security guard is standing, you know, down in front of the stage. Oh, in the pit? Yeah. Okay. So it'd be about So this was during a show? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't just do this while he's coming back from dinner one night. Oh, okay. Well, he's such a... uh, He's just such a purveyor of shock, you know? I'm sure he just got... I don't know if he premeditated this. I'm sure he just got caught up in in his his little gig and didn't really think about what he was doing. Yeah, I don't think he intended anything bad by it. You know, and when I see that that guy on the television, Uh on the telly... Yes. He is such a poser geek. Oh, I know. He is the... He is the skater kid from your high school that everyone made fun of. You know, there's some people that you can just see it in their face, that they're just nerds. Yeah, he's, he's one of them. He's a definite nerd, and he is he is convinced a whole bunch of people that he's cool. It's good marketing. It just seems like such a put-on. Having the one wolf eye. Yeah. <laughs> I may start doing that. <laughs> Wearing the one wolf eye contact. Giving myself a white iris. That'd be a good bit. <laughs> it's so disturbing looking. I want to do that. I'm going to get one of those contacts and just walk around. And Dave, you secretly videotape people's reactions to me. Okay, well, you do that, and then I'll do like the, uh, the Limp Biscuit guitarist, and I'll just have two black contacts. That's so that weird. Got? Yeah. <laughs> so it just looks like you have just one big pupil. <laughs> That's a good gag. Hey, that's a lot better than these girls who wear the fake contact lenses to change eye color. That never works. You can always see the iris up under that. Yeah. Where it sags down in the middle, you know, the contact sags on the eye. And you can see the iris down at the bottom of the pupil. So if you had two wolfen contacts and you got stopped for DUI... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start wearing the Michael Jackson eyes at the end of Thriller. The slit, the cat eyes. Yeah, the cat eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go out tonight. I'm going to buy some of those contacts, and then I'm going to swerve around the roads, you know, trying to draw a cop off sides. Right, and then you wait until he comes up, and you hit the automatic roll down of your window, and you wait till the last second to turn around, then you whip your head around real quick. Right. <laughs> and, <you> go, <laughs> <laughs> and then play a, a tape of... Um, 
What's his name? Vincent. Vincent Price. Price laughing. <laughs> Have it all queued up on your cassette deck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what an elaborate prank that would be. <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. What would he do? Would he? Oh, let's say you just played it normal, but you had cat's eyes. Would he mention it? <laughs> yeah. And if he mentions it, shouldn't you just play like, I don't know what you're talking about? Yeah, I would about. say, what do you mean? And imagine how disturbed he'd be giving you a field sobriety test with the light pen. <laughs> <laughs> no pupil dilation at all. Just sits there. <laughs> uh, or how about if you had one of those doll's eyes that kind of roll up and down, real opaque, just sitting there? Dead. I don't think they can make contacts like that. Oh. Sorry. All right, Dave, that's what we're going to do. we got to find some ticket-friendly contact dealer that sells those novelty contact lenses. Okay. And start coming to work. I, I think I'll start off with the one white eye, the one wolf eye, and, uh, and then eventually progress to two cat's eyes. Imagine how disturbing that would be. George and Craig had to look across the desk every day to see me with cat's eyes. You need to do it one day just oh. when you uh, pop in for Muse in the News and it's the first time George has seen you all day. He looks up and sees you across the desk. And yeah, it's got to be on the air where he'll mention it and I'll just deny it and make him look stupid. <laughs> what is wrong with your eyes? Have you been drinking, George? What are you talking about? All right, uh, coming up next, uh, Davey has an incredible looking at the 1310 the ticket. The rant is on the road in Corinth, Texas. Or is it Corinth? It's Corinth, I think. Corinth? Yeah. Is it like Coppell and Capel? I say Coppell. I say Coppell, too. And I say Corinth, and that's right. Okay. Well, Corinth is where we are, and we are at uh, Discount Tire. The greatness of Discount Tire. Yes, sirree, Bobcat. <coughs> discount you know, Tire. Uh, okay. Oh. What? <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, they'll uh, they'll fix your flat for free. Uh-huh. They'll rotate your tires for free. Uh-huh. They're just great customer service. I mean, not only do they have great tires at great well, prices, now, now, but they are have you great sure customer they, service. Now, are you sure that they do that? I don't want to <laughs> be promoting that if that's not true. Well, I, they can verify, but they've done it for me before. Gen X. Okay, baby. they've done it for you before? <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm so glad that, um, what was it, three years ago, I bought, in Suzanne, we, we both bought uh, our very first new car. Because we had always driven just absolute pieces of junk that were in the shop at least every three weeks. And uh, so and, it was a, uh, what what was a Mercedes SC class, C class or? No, it's Honda Accord. Oh. I'm, I'm not into spending a lot of money for cars. I mean, you get something that's, that's dependable, has a good track record, and a comfortable car that you like, and, and ride it as long as you can. I just don't see spending... Kind of like your wife? Yeah, exactly. I just don't see spending, you know, $60,000 for a car. I can't see that either. It's not like it's a good investment. It's just good. Right. I mean... I mean, I had Very a hard time. I think I paid, you know, it was over 20 for that Honda Accord, and that's a lot of money. Uh, pretty much if you want a decent car these days, though, you have to spend over 20 That is just so incredibly ridiculous to me. But that's the, the price it is these days. And, yeah. And anyway, what reminded me is um, 
you know, being in this discount tire, just being in an automotive place, I just haven't gone to one my, for myself, for my own vehicle in so long. And I just remembered, gosh, I, I'm just, because I'm looking at these tires, and I remember having to buy four new tires for her Mazda GLC. <laughs> and it was like, you know, 200 bucks or something, and that was just an incredible amount of money back then. Her tires were so bad on that car. You know, it, it had the thing, they couldn't even balance them. You get up to 55 miles an hour and your fillings are shaking out and all that sort of stuff. They couldn't even balance them because they said the tires were out of, uh, they were out of circle. They were out of round. <laughs> How'd that happen? I have no idea. They were that bad. She was just, like, doing wheelies and riding on one side yeah, all the time? Yeah, she, uh, she was doing a lot of stunt driving at the time. But, um... Did you ever have a car that you always had to take in? No. Oh. just had chronic problems and they never could get, you know, find exactly what was wrong with it? Yeah, my, my second car was an 85 two-door Mitsubishi Montero. That was the one that I eventually rolled on Central. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that was the biggest money pit ever. I think we put uh, two engines in it and uh, replaced all the brakes. I think we had to replace the front shocks. I mean, it was just... It was a black hole. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Well, you are eventually going to have to replace brakes and shocks. Yeah, but, I mean, like, you know, emergency work. Like, yeah. Like, you know, they totally went out. Well, anyway, Discount Tires on the northwest corner of Swisher and I-35, and that's where we are today until noon. All right, Susan, the ticket chick, wanted to talk with me about inbreeding just a moment ago, and... We had kind of an interesting conversation. She was, I guess, basically trying to get my permission, which I, I wouldn't give it to her. But um, we're talking about unstable marriages. And I know an older gentleman whose wife died, and he married that woman's sister. Nothing wrong with that. Well, he had children from both marriages. Uh-huh. So, which means that your cousin is also your half-brother or half-sister. Yeah. You don't think that's unstable? A little. And we also get to talk, when, when did it become so uh, taboo to marry your first cousin? I think this is a recent thing. Uh, like in the last half of last century. No, I, I think it's, I think it's gone back at least maybe a hundred years. I don't you remember, know if it's been that long. Well, FDR. F FD, well, but that was kind of a hush-hush deal that FDR and Eleanor were cousins. Oh, I don't think it was hush-hush at all. I thought it was. Her maiden name was Roosevelt. Oh, I, I guess I'm wrong. I thought they tried to kind of no, brush they, it under the carpet. No, they covered up his polio. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Oh, right. <laughs> I guess you're right. I don't know. I, I guess it's only recently become more of a taboo thing. And have, what, you, have you ever been attracted to a cousin? I only have one cousin, and he's like 60. Is he hot? He, he takes good care of himself. I mean, I had a cousin when I was a kid. You got a cousin? That I had a crush on, but it wasn't like she was my real cousin because I was adopted. So, I could, <laughs> so I, you had a loophole. I could have tore that up with, without recognizance. Without what? What? Without recognizance? Or something. Conscience? Yes. <laughs> well, but wait a second. I don't understand your point. Because I thought 
the first cousin thing is supposed to gross us out because we do have a relationship with them. Well, it's not like I saw her all the time. And she's not that hot anymore, so I don't think of her that way anymore. Well, but here's the, here's the question. Is it gross biologically to us, or is it gross psychologically to us? I think it's gross psychologically, because I think the biological risks aren't that great, really. No, not with a first cousin. No. Certainly not with a second cousin. Right. Um, but, so you're arguing that uh, if you didn't know the person, if you weren't real close to them growing up, then it's okay. I, I really don't see a problem with it. I guess it'd creep the rest of the family out, so probably wouldn't be a good idea. Yeah. Do Who sits on the groom's side? Who sits on the bride's <laughs> side? I guess I guess as we've got, gotten to be more of an urban society, uh-huh. people have broader social circles that it just became more of a rarity and therefore became more kind of weird when it happened. Yeah, I think back in the old days, they actually used to encourage you to marry you know, when there's small communities and you're yeah. kind of related to everyone. Keep it in the family. Yeah. I just think that it, you know, it was it was much more common turn of the century, and now it's it's kind of weird. All right, Dave. Now, you have the possibility of this occurring to you if you go out there and you're in the dating world, fall in love with some girl, and then you find out after you've been married for five years and had a couple kids that she's your sister. Yeah. I always, because you've been adopted. I always wondered about that. What do you do? Do you break up with her? Blow my head off? <laughs> well, no, Dave. You have to choose another solution other than that to begin with. Love that. But say that you can't blow your head off. You have to either divorce her or stay with her. Which do you do? Those are your options. <clears throat> well, I think you have to divorce. But, but you're in love, everything's going great, everything's been perfect. Yeah, but how, kids. how but how could it ever be the same after you learn that fact? How could you ever make sweet love to your sister? Well, get her drunk, I guess. Good point. I guess either uh, either we would get divorced or we'd just buy a whole bunch of X. What would that do? Just help us break down barriers. Oh. So when did you find out that Erica was your sister? Oh, uh, no, we're, we're not oh. related. How do you know? Because. Is she biological? Yes. You sure? Yes. Are you just going on the word of others? No, she actually sprung from her mom's loins, so... Really? Yes. With what velocity? I don't know. She, like, hit the opposing wall? Popped into the uh, doctor's hands like a catcher's mitt? Yeah, caromed off the TV and then landed in the doctor's hands? <laughs> no, I don't know about that, but, yeah, she, she is a flesh-and-blood daughter of her parents. Okay. This is, this is kind of a side note about childbirth. I saw that awful, horrible, stupid, dumb, dumb, triple bad movie, Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah. Did you see it? No, I never did. Oh, my gosh, Dave. Oh, my gosh. Total it waste is, of time. Oh, it is so bad. 
It is so bad and so stupid. A bunch and of disjointed skits that aren't funny? Basically. But he tries to make it into a movie. That's the thing. It's supposed to have a narrative. And anyway, it, it just it makes Tom Green really transparent. I mean, you see that most of the stuff he does in that is just it's weird for the sake of being weird. It's not funny or clever or you know, genius and that kind of inscrutable genius where you're, oh, I have to figure out what, I know he has some kind of intention behind this. No, it's just stupid. Well, I, you know what? I, I somewhat disagree with that. I think that he had a measure of genius, but he's run out of ideas. There's only so much shocking stuff you can do. Well, the measure of genius that he had was that he would do uh, just uncomfortable things. Right. But that's not necessarily genius. Well, I, I think some of his early ideas were to somewhat, make it to make things uncomfortable were genius. Yeah, we're yeah. somewhat genius. Like I don't know if you saw the show where he he airbrushed a uh, pornographic mural on the hood of his dad's car. Yeah, that's funny. That was funny. That's genius. Yeah. Um, but in this movie, there's there's nothing that's really genius. And and you know one thing is uh, because it's not real people. I yeah. Mean, Tom Green, the whole thing's predicated on that he's doing this to real people and causing real, uh, really uncomfortable things. Really uncomfortable situations. Yeah, half, half all of it actors. is. Yeah, half of it is the reaction of the people that he comes across. Uh huh. Anyway, there's a scene in this that that actually uh, kind of made me smirk. It's when he delivers the baby. And this is not the, you know, doing the baby around his head like a lasso. That was stupid with the umbilical cord. Right. <clears throat> when the baby was first born, he's at the base of this hospital bed. And he delivers this baby, and he loses his balance. This part was funny. Loses his balance and falls backwards while he's holding the baby. And so he stretched the umbilical cord just uh, to its limit, right? It's so taut. And he's leaned back about, you know, three-quarters of the way. So it's it's supporting his weight, the umbilical yeah, cord? Yeah, it's supporting his weight. He has to pull himself back up by it. <laughs> it's really funny looking. Uh. But then he does a stupid thing like twirling the baby over his head with the umbilical cord and then biting the umbilical cord and stuff. Yeah, that's just stupid. Yeah. Anyway, so that reminded me of it. Okay, now we get our choice of stories, right? Yeah, I've got a, I've got just stacks and stacks of stories, Gordon. Give me the topics. All right, we've got uh, cruelty to animals. Oh, boy. We've got uh, wacky school stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have unfortunate child stories. Ugh. We we have uh, unusual human interest stories, and we have international stories. Ooh, I like that. All right, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and choose odd human interest stories. Okay, let's see. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven to choose from. Good Lord. All right, I'll take number three. Number three. And that's coming up next. 1047 on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. The Frank Para Autoplex Dunham & Miller Open, presented by Booth Eye Care and Laser Center and Dallas Golf, is Wednesday, August 29th, to benefit Special Olympics Texas. And there's only a few slots remaining. We've never gotten there laying up and then hitting into the green. We have gotten there going for it. Go for it. Log on to theticket.com and get your printable entry form to sign up for the Frank Para Autoplex Dunham and Miller Open at Bridalwood Golf Club. Sports Radio 1310. The Ticket. Mr. Brown, thank you so much for coming. Please uh, have a seat. Thank you. So, tell me, 
What kind of work are you interested in? Uh, I want to be a movie director. It says here that you're an accountant. No, uh, and I want to be a photographer. Uh, and a DJ. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to mix my own music. Be whatever you want to be at the Intel Pentium 4 Processor Digital World Tour. Discover how the power of the Pentium 4 Processor helps you create amazing digital movies and photos and customize CDs. You could even win free gear, like an Intel Pocket Concert Audio Player, or a digital home entertainment system, including a Pentium 4 processor-based PC. Come to the Intel Pentium 4 Processor Digital World Tour this Saturday, August 18th, 11 till 5, and Sunday, August 19th, noon till 4, at the CompUSA store on North Central Expressway in Dallas. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Must be 18 or older to play. Game pieces and official rules available at participating CompUSA stores or while supplies last. Game ends 831.01. Sponsored by Intel. I'm Johnny Sponsler, Tiger Woods, making a move. That story and all the latest sports news next on The Ticker. If you're in need of a little retail therapy, Irving Mall has just what the doctor ordered. Irving Mall is featuring spectacular sales for back to school. Now through the end of August, you'll find genuinely amazing savings on everything from clothing to jewelry to shoes to backpacks and more. Irving Mall has a great lineup of stores, including Mervyn's, The Gap, Journeys, Old Navy, Bards and Noble, Foley's and Dillard's. Our 140 stores are all designed to give you relief from back to school shopping stress. And on August 18th, you'll find a little something extra. Irving Mall is hosting its 14th annual Taste of Irving event, August 18th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to raise funds for two outstanding charities. Great food, great entertainment, prizes, drawings, clowns, and music will round out a day of fun for the entire family. So stop by the Irving Mall today for your dose of retail therapy. Great events and great back-to-school shopping at Irving from Simon. You love it? We've got it. Hi, my name is Randy Essenberg, and I'm a divorce attorney here in Dallas. Fathers have rights in a divorce to see their children, but what if a mother wants to move away after a divorce? You can ask a judge to order the children live in Dallas so you can have a relationship with them. Some mothers will do everything they can to limit your visitation and your ability to have a relationship with your own kids. I've spent 17 years practicing law and handling thousands of divorces and helping dads see their kids, and I've dedicated my practice to this. If it's your desire to be a good dad and an involved father, and you need help, I invite you to call me. Hug your child today. Call me at 214-630-1HUD. My consultation fee is $75, and I will handle your divorce ethically and responsibly. With your kids, my utmost priority. Kids deserve an involved father. Be there for them. If divorce seems to be the only solution, call attorney Randy Essenberg, centrally located off Stammons Freeway in Dallas. 214-630-1HUG. That's 214-630-1484. Licensed to practice the general practice of law, not board certified to the Texas Board of Legal Specialization. Saturday is known as moving day, and that's exactly what Tiger Woods is doing today. Tiger entered today's round at even par, nine strokes off the lead at the PGA Championship in Atlanta. Tiger three, and he is three under. He eagled the par four ninth when he knocked in his approach shot from the fairway. U.S. Open champ Ratif Goosen three under for the day, four under for the tournament. He's through eight holes. Co-leaders Shingo Katayama and David Toms tee off later this afternoon. Phil Mickelson and Bob Estes just one stroke off the leaders. Rangers get embarrassed last night in Toronto, 11-3 the final. Jeff Fry hits for the cycle for the Blue Jays. Darren Oliver takes the loss and falls to 9-8 and eight on the year. Esteban Loaiza, former Ranger, picks up the win for the Blue Jays. Darren Woodson joined the hard line earlier this week on the ticket. Woodson, glad to see that the rookies this year are really excited about playing the game with some passion. They needed guys to come in here that were hungry and wanted just to play football. Guys that really love the game. And, and they may be young, 
and maybe inexperienced, but I see a lot of guys like the Tony Dixons and the, and the Quincy Carters and those guys. They really love to play the game. Speaking of Quincy Carter, he'll play the first half for the Cowboys and possibly some of the second. He's been named the starting QB since the Cowboys released Tony Banks earlier this week. Cowboys and the Saints tonight from New Orleans. It's 7 p.m. kickoff. Our next ticket ticker coming up at 11:10. Breaking sports news first guaranteed. Johnny Sponsler reminding you to remember the time you spent listening to The Rant Saturdays on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. It may be hot, but the frozen tundra is coming. He did what? He had to go see a man about a horse. Does that mean he's evacuating <laughs> his bowels? Or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know what that means. Hmm. He's all... Ten-inch wiener. <laughs> he goes, what's that mean? Like, Gordon, where are you from? I don't understand exactly what that means, though. But you have a good idea. Yeah, but, I mean, where does... What does the horse refer to? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a man. Um, what's up? What is up? What so, are we going to talk about? Well, Gordon said you were asking about incest. No, oh, yeah. I wasn't asking about it. Well, I was merely discussing an article in the new People magazine about Pierce Bronson. Pierce Brosnan? He's well, black. The, <laughs> he's not black. He's Irish. The former Bond? Yeah. He, Wh what about him? Did he marry his cousin? No, 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 no. He just got married to this woman... Um, and they have a four-year-old and a six-month-old. And at their wedding, his three-year-old granddaughter was the flower girl. You never believe this, but in the bathroom, there was Emmett Smith holding a horse. <laughs> Dave, have you heard these terms for going to the restroom? <laughs> I, I've heard that, but I don't know what it means exactly. I've got to go see a man about a horse. I, I get up and say, I'm going to go to the restroom real quick. And... Uh, Susan bogs me down with, you got to go see a man about a horse, and I'd never heard this. <laughs> and I didn't know it, it related to the restroom at all. I thought she thought that I really was going to purchase a horse today. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I didn't know what you meant at first. I thought she meant that you had to take a dump. And then Christy oh, said... Oh, my gosh, Dave. Christy said, yeah, I'm going to go see Emmett. Yeah, and apparently this is another term. Huh. That is, see a man about a horse, does that indicate what you're going to use the bathroom for? Well, I guess a horse generally has the reputation of, you know, what? Um, length or something. Length? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. You know. But it doesn't indicate what you're doing in the bathroom. No. Okay. That's because Dave was being a little specific there that was just vulgar and disgusting. Sorry. It was just confusing me. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Susan. Masturbation. Okay. <laughs> All right, Dave, here, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to have uh, Jerry Jones right. on with us. And I'm going to switch headsets real quick. Hold on. on KTCK, Dallas-Fort Worth, KTBK, Sherman Dennison. KTBK, and Dave, right Center. now... Oh, okay. Sorry. And Dave, right now, I believe you have an interesting story before we get to Jerry. Yeah, we'll do uh, some human interest quick hits. 
Uh, we'll start with the one that you chose before the break, and if it sucks, we'll go to another one. How about that? Okay. You know, people uh, have uh, referred to the ticket as guy talk and not sports talk and yes. have criticized uh, some of the content that goes out of our airwaves. Yes. Well, this we, is... we either get criticized for doing too much sports talk or not enough. Right. People well, hate the ticket. There's, um, there's a growing number of stations, not only in English language radio, but Spanish language radio, that are uh, turning to more shocking content. Schlong. Mm -hmm. There's a uh, genre known as radio... Pornografia. It's a budding genre in Spanish language radio. Ratings for one program approach, the, approach those of uh, Howard Stern. And <clears throat> there have been some complaints coming from Hispanic community groups saying that these uh, stations that use crude sexual content and jokes need to be taken off the air. Tell me, man. Now this... Uh, <clears throat> the name of the big-time... Radio Pornografia Shock Jock? Yes. Ali Jose Stern. Alipio the Coconut Cabrera. Okay. That's his wacky nickname, the Coconut. <laughs> okay, why is that? I don't know. Brown on the outside, white on the inside? I guess so. <sighs> well, all right. What else we got, Dave? I suck. Have you heard of uh, Susan Smith, Gordon? Yes, I have. She is the mother who drowned her two sons uh, in uh, one of the Carolinas, I believe. South Carolina. Yeah, and she was sentenced to life in prison, if not death. No, it was life, life sentence. She committed the crime in 94. And I hate to say this, but I always thought she could be hot. Well, a prison guard apparently thought so too, Gordon. Oh, this is that case where she busted it. Matter of fact, she caused a big investigation by releasing the fact that she was having love with, with a guard. Right. This guard has pleaded guilty to having Grex in prison with Susan Smith. Lieutenant Houston Cagle admitted that he had sex four times with Smith between May and June of 2000 at the Women's Correctional Institution in Columbia, South Carolina. Well, he was just trying to correct her. Right. Had to teach her a lesson. Investigators found out about the relationship when they were looking into a report that Smith had been beaten in prison, and, uh -huh. uh, and they found out that she was beating okay. Houston Cagle. She's flogging the Cagle. A second guard is also charged with having sex with Smith. He goes on trial next month. She is, Rich Phillips. She has been moved to a different prison. I thought she was married. She was, and... If you remember the story, I think she was uh, she was wanting to get a divorce because she was having an affair, or she was trying to have an affair with this guy. She was in love with this other guy. Oh, that's right. That's and why this, she killed the kid. Yeah, this other guy said, you know, gosh, I just, you know, I just don't like kids. And so she thought, well, if I get these kids out of the picture and I divorce my husband, then me and this guy can have a life together. Right. But apparently, they never got married. Right. So, but I, I think she is divorced. Because remember, her husband stood by her when they had those tearful press conferences at the side of the lake. God, that's so sorry. And now she's just, she's having more sex behind bars than I have out in the free world. I'll do her. 
Maybe you need to go to prison in South Carolina, Dave. I imagine I do. Become a warden or a guard. A 14-year-old boy here in Dallas. Yes, he, David. He has survived a horrible elevator accident. I heard a little something about this. Didn't he get his head caught? Yes, Michael Mueller. Mueller was hurt earlier this month at the Galveston home of his aunt and uncle. They have an elevator in their home? Right. Whoa, how he was, rich is that? He was in the elevator. He started climbing. I'm going to install an elevator in my home when I get really rich, although I have a one-story home. He was but it's just a show of, of wealth. Right, just in case you need to bring Christmas ornaments down from the attic. Yeah, well, mine's going to go higher than that. I'm going to put it in that Willy Wonka elevator where you can press any kind of button and it'll go sideways or diagonal or up. And then there's a one red button that I've never pressed. And you don't but know what it's going to do. as soon as I do. find a kid right. that I want to take over my house, I'm going to press that button. And then we'll go and look where Grandpa Joe lives. It's a good good idea. Yes, David. Yes. <laughs> well, this, elevator news. Well, this kid was climbing in and out of the elevator when suddenly it started moving. And he got stuck. His head got squeezed into a space between the top of the elevator and the second floor. <laughs> and his head got scrunched, apparently, into a two-inch wide space. What? What? It says the 14-year-old's head was pressed into a two-inch wide space during the elevator accident. And he says he's amazed he didn't die. All right, they, this is... His, his, his mother found a piece of wood and slipped it into the gap to relieve some of the pressure. Ended, oh, my goodness, she's a pervert. What? He ended up in a 32-hour coma. They thought he'd have brain damage, but he's expected to make a full recovery. He's back home in Dallas now. All right, I don't understand this. This is bad news writing because it doesn't... It doesn't paint the picture for you as to how his head was stuffed in a two-inch space. Does that mean his head was compressed to a two-inch width? That's what it leads you to believe, but, th God, I mean, his head would pop like a grape. Yeah. I mean, your two eyeballs next to each other are <laughs> bigger than two inches. That'd be a very cartoon scene. You've probably seen that on Rotten.com, Gordon. Somebody's head squished to two inches. All right, what's happened here is it, it just grabbed, uh, like, the very crown of his head... Yeah, something like that. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, like the top corner of his head. But it had to have been worse than that because he was in a coma for 36 hours. Well, maybe he had some bleeding on the brain or something. Well, we need to get a more detailed story there. Yeah, well, it just goes to show that you shouldn't play in elevators in gas, uh, Galveston. Right, unless there's a stray piece of wood handy. Then you, you can, can work it into the gap. You can insert it in the to gap. To relieve the pressure. Is that, is that like a prostate exam? What else? This is a, uh, this is more of a sad note. This doesn't have a happy ending, Gordon. It's not sad happy? No, it's sad sad. Okay, a sad sad story. Police in Canton, Ohio are trying to figure out why a gun was left loaded where a two-year-old could find okay, it. Okay, I don't know if I want to hear this story. Well, this has a different twist than your normal kid and gun story. What, he robbed a bank? No. He the, jacked a car? No, the boy... He shot a kid stuck in an elevator. Oh, yeah! No, the boy pulled the trigger of the, 44, uh, the 45 caliber pistol and shot his grandfather in the back and killed him. 
Yeah, it's not that bad a story. How old was his grandfather? Uh, it doesn't say. But he was, uh, the grandfather was just sitting in his easy chair, and the kid, the kid was sitting behind him playing with the gun, and the gun went through the chair, through the grandfather's back, and killed him. It's a bad way to go. Yeah, but at least he didn't um, see it coming. At least he didn't see the toddler coming across the room, aiming it at him. Yeah, tra- holding it to it on the him. side. Right. Wearing his bandana, got his colors on. Well, uh, and I understand that Europe is very offended because they consider it ridiculous that bloodthirsty America is trying this child as an adult. And I've got to say I agree with them. No, they're not trying. They're, they're considering it an accident. They're, there are no charges pending. They are describing the death as accidental. They're not even charging the, uh, the owners of the home for leaving this gun where the kid could find it. All right, well, here's a question for you. You're a parent of this two-year-old. Your two-year-old has just killed your father, depending which parent you are, I guess, or which kind of grandfather he was. Uh, when that child reaches 18, do you tell them, do you ever tell them that they're the ones that killed their grandfather? Just bring out a photo album Heck and yes. say, here's Grandpa. Yeah, show the crime scene. and Remember Grandpa. Show you... Grandpa slumped over in his chair and show the kid with the cuffs on his back outside of a squad car. Do you show him those pictures? No, you never tell the kid. Or do you lie for the entire for the entire lifetime of the kid, or your lifetime? I guess. I don't think I don't think you lie. I don't think you make up a story. I just think. What you, if they ask you? What whatever happened to Grandpa? How did Grandpa die? Oh, he got shot. He I mean, did? No, you just say you you know your Grandpa passed away when you were two, and you just leave it at that. Well, how did he die? I, I'm now uh, 16, and I want to know how Granddad died. Heart disease? What was it? What was it? Mom, tell me. You sucked the life out of his body. Well, to see, then you make the kid think he's gay. Oh, that's true. I think you have to tell him. You do have to tell him. If they ask a direct question... Yeah, I guess. Do you think, do you think the kid is going to have any, like, deep subconscious memory of this? Probably not. I mean, how, but, how far back do, you, do your memories go? Do you remember anything when you were two? I don't think no, I can. No. I remember things when I was like around four or five. Yeah. Uh, but, but you have to, if you're honest with the kid, then you scarred him. Especially he's 16 and he knows he's already killed someone. Maybe he... That's going to cause guilt. And if you tell him like late in life when you're on your deathbed and your kid's you know, 55 or 60, that's kind of a shock then, too. And you might trigger a murderous rampage. They may realize that their work isn't done yet. Realize they haven't capitalized on a good start. Right. They were a prodigy, and they didn't even know it. (laughs) All right. Coming up next, we'll hear from Jerry Jones. It's 11.08 on Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. The Ticket. Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket is Dallas-Fort Worth's original all-sports station. And we are ready for some football. The Jerry Jones Show. The Dave Campo Show. Cowboys countdown to kickoff two hours before every regular season game. The Dallas Cowboys postgame show. Live on The Ticket. www.theticket.com Romano's Macaroni Grill. This is Aldo, executive chef. This is who? 
Aldo. All right, look, Aldo, I got a bone to pick with you. It's Aldo. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm a telemarketing sales manager over here at Ubercom. Okay. And my sales force is a little distracted by this new Calzonetti sandwich thing. What is that? Oh, the Pollo Calzonetto. Right. What is the problem? Well, all I talk about all morning is eating that Calzan for lunch. They're not working. And I blame the Caliban. Oh, I see. What are you putting in those things? Lottery tickets? Actually, the Pollo Calzonetto has tender grilled chicken, roasted tomatoes, and melted mozzarella cheese folded into a golden baked crust. Really? Yes. I'll be right over. Romano's Macaroni Grill, run by chefs. That explains our food. With 12 locations in the Metroplex, visit the Romano's Macaroni Grill located near the Vista Ridge Mall on I-35 East. Use the Hebron Parkway exit. Hey, Johnny Sponsler here. And some Johnny. After hearing Junior Miller go on and on about his bright smile teeth from Dr. Jennings, I decided to give her a call. There's no question Dr. Jennings knows her stuff when it comes to cosmetic dentistry. Something else she knows a lot about is microdermabrasion brother. Microdermabrasion is a skin rejuvenation procedure that's safe, pain-free, reduces dead and damaged skin cells, and it offers immediate improvement. Initially, I was a little uneasy, but after meeting with Dr. Jennings and all the girls on her staff, I felt great about it. Microdermabrasion through Dr. Jennings' practice gets amazing results. Handsome Johnny. If you've got acne scars, fine facial lines, razor burn, or even sun-damaged skin from playing too much golf, microdermabrasion can do the trick. Plus, it's relaxing, comfortable, and so refreshing. How do I know this? Let's just say I'll let my skin do the talking at the next guy's night out. Handsome Johnny. So if you're looking for the perfect smile through cosmetic dentistry or now microdermabrasion, call Dr. Brenda Jennings today at 972-221-8724. That's 972-221-8724 for Dr. Jennings and tell her... Handsome Johnny. Sent ya. Hey, this is Corby Davidson. You know what a wired internet connection is like? Man, stuck on this island. What do we do, just sit and wait? I can't just sit and wait. I want to download music and movies. I can't wait for web pages to load. Yep, you're stranded, stuck with a slow internet connection bound by all those wires. You need a high-speed internet connection that's truly mobile. Well, with Mobile Star Broadband Wireless Internet, you're free to go. Download huge files, get all your email, or watch movie clips, all without wires at blazing fast near T1 speed. Use it at countless hotels, restaurants, airports, and American Airlines Admirals Clubs, even local Starbucks coffee houses. We're saved! Freedom at last! Yeah. Mobile Star. Use it with wireless laptops from Dell, Gateway, HP, IBM, WinBook, and many others. Visit CompUSA to pick up a wireless network card, then go into Starbucks and give it a try. It's that easy. Nationwide monthly plans start at just $15.95 or try their no-commitment pay-as-you-go plan. Visit MobileStar.com today to sign up for their high-speed wireless internet access. MobileStar. Broadband wireless freedom. Monthly plans require a 12-month subscription. Special charges also may apply. For these and other terms and conditions, see MobileStar.com. I'm Johnny Sponsler, third round for Tiger, almost over. That story and all the latest sports news next on the ticker. Listen up, all you drivers and passengers. I was suffering from dehydration, so I pulled into a filling station, saw a cold beer sitting next to the wine, picked one up, stood in line. Then I remembered, made myself stop, decided to go home to pop that top. It's illegal to drive with an open container. Heck, I should have known. That's a no-brainer. Pay a fine, pay a fine. If you're going to drink, don't drive. An open container, it's a crime. If I get pulled over with the beer cracked open, old Johnny Law, he won't be a joke. Going to fine me up to 500 bucks. That's a payment and a half on my new truck. Cold beer has a place, it's not on the road. That's the plain truth, it ain't no joke. So don't open up nothing, don't drink and drive. Steer clear of the beer, arrive alive. Arrive alive, arrive alive. If you're gonna drink, don't drive. An open container, it's a crime. Save a life, don't drink and drive. Brought to you by the Texas Department of Transportation.
Brought to you by Santa Fe Cabaret. Tiger Woods had a solid front nine this morning, but he's leveled off on the back nine. Tiger Eagle, the par four ninth, when he nailed his approach shot from the fairway. Tiger three under on the day. He's on the 17th green right now. He has about a 12-footer for par. We'll keep you updated as the day goes along. Co-leaders Shingo Katayama and David Toms tee off at 1.30 yard time. Rangers swept by the White Sox earlier this week. They moved on to Toronto last night. Things no different. Rangers lose again. They get whipped, as a matter of fact. 11-3 the final there. Pat Mahomes thrashed for four runs in a third of an inning. All four of those runs, all home runs. Bright spot for the Rangers was A-Rod, 3-for-4 with two runs batted in. Preseason football last night, Titans beat the Rams 23-10. Falcons topped the Redskins 27-6. Tony Banks did not play. He'll play next week. Cowboys in action tonight against New Orleans. Watch out for the wide receivers to step it up tonight. So far this preseason, Dave Campo a bit upset with the second and third stringers. They're in a hat, and uh, it's getting closer and closer to where I may have to just reach in and pick, the, pick out a, a, a guy. Uh, I don't think any of them have established themselves. They'll play tonight at 7 o'clock against the Saints from New Orleans. Dallas Burn in action tonight against the Miami Fusion. Fusion 14-4 and 5 on the season. The Burner 8-10 and 4. Tiger Woods just missed his par putt, so he's fallen back to 2 under for the tournament. Our next ticket ticker coming up at 11.30. Breaking sports news first, guaranteed. Johnny Sponsler reminding you to remember the time you spent listening to the rant Saturdays on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Gentleman Miller, Norm Hitzkus, Bob and Dan, The Hardline, The Hot Spot. All local, all day. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Big Jerry Jones coming up here in just a moment. This is the Gordon Keith Show. We're on the road at Discount Tire in Corinth, Texas. We're on the northwest corner of Swisher Road and I-35. Stop by and see us. We've got some ticket t-shirts. We have the brand new Guys Guides, and we have Ticket Chicks. We've got Christy and Susan out here. I can't believe Ticket Chicks made it to Corinth. Why? Well, it's just, you know, it's out of the Metroplex proper. It's a little north. Yeah. Christy, where do you where are you from? Do you live in Gainesville now? Christy's from Gainesville. Is Christy in the guy's guide? Are you in the guy's guide, Christy? Are you in the guy's guide? No, she's not in the guy's guide. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not familiar with her, but... Anyway, stop by at uh, Discount Tire and pick yourself up some, some road huggers or something. Or some Falkers. What? No, it's Faulkner. Faulkner's the last name of the guy on Meet the Parents. Right. Facundo! Funny movie, by the way. That's a great movie. I finally watched it last week, and I thought it was great. It's hilarious. Ben Stiller's so good at that one character that he plays. I like Owen Wilson's character. Yeah, he was really good, too. Such a, <laughs> such a sweet guy. Yeah, and plus the way he talks all the time when he's in the movie. I think that's really neat, too. He talks real lazy and, you know, kind of cuts off the senses and... <laughs> and that dang guy's... All them Wilson brothers are famous now. That's so strange. Well, Owen in particular. Yeah. Well, Luke's doing okay for himself. They're Dallas guys. I don't guess they're ever here anymore, are they? Their mom still lives here. She's kind of a famous photographer. She rubbed el elbows with Suzanne? Yeah, Suzanne, uh, as a matter of fact, I think um, where my wife uh, offices out of, uh, Photographique is the name of the place, and they do processing, too. Right. And uh, I forget what her name is. Anyway, Miss Wilson, she's d had some processing done there. So. She's been processed? Yeah. Anyway, okay. So outside of that, anyway, everybody go see Meet the Parents. Fake Jerry coming up here in just a moment. You want to hit some uh, international stories, Gordon? Oh, I was wanting uh, Scott to tell his story about how his 
parents told him that he killed his granddad right as he walked out the door for tech. That didn't really happen, Gordon. Oh, I thought you were saying that it did happen. Oh. Well, what was your point then? Just illustrating how 17 would be the, the right age to do that, because if you did it, waited till 18 or something, you would do it as your kids walked out the door to college. And I was saying, look how much I effed up on my own, much less if they had had done that on my way out the door. You think that you would have screwed up even more if you had known, if they had told you right as you walked out the door that, by the way, you killed your granddad? They yelled it after you as you were driving away to town. <laughs> I think the probability's right. higher, yeah. As you rolled down your window to put your hand out as you're driving off to wave. <laughs> you killed your grandfather! <laughs> they email it to me my first day there. <laughs> oh, There's a note waiting for you in your dorm room. <laughs> A manila envelope with the crime scene photos. Right. <laughs> Do you really think that would screw you up, or would you just think it's a big joke? Oh, if they did it that way, you left a fax on your dorm bed. I think it'd screw you up. Worse. So your, your theory is tell them when they're 17, that way you have a year to monitor them before they go to college. Right. To sure see they how don't the go crazy affecting and, them. You know, keep telling them they're still a good person and it was an accident and stuff. And, Scott, what was your final GPA after all your college courses? Well, I don't think my the tech one well, had anything to do with uh, Mountain View one. I never put them together. But Mountain View you're probably... What you're supposed to. Well, you mean you didn't forward your transcript from tech to Mountain View? Oh, I'm sure I did. But did you my start final, over? My final GPA... Actually, I think I did. I mean, they got my transcript, but I don't think it added them all up because it was over at 2. And there's no way it could be over to two factoring in the tech one. Which was 0, 0.0 and 0 0.3. Right. But that's still only really one year. I mean, I did, did grade replacement for every class. Yeah, but the, those grades still count, even if you retake those classes. Oh, I know. I'm just saying it's not like it's 13 classes. Well, wait. Now, see, I think that you've cheated the system here. You're supposed to add that in there. And you just registered as a new student who had never gone to school before. I think I did. That's sorry. That is sorry. But it's the only smart thing you've ever done. <laughs> Listen to that laugh. I don't <laughs> want to cheat the system. <laughs> it makes me think of Disney's Goofy. I know. My question is, did you laugh just like that when you shot your granddaddy through his recliner? <laughs> Were you wearing a goofy shirt? Yeah. Goofy PJs? <laughs> and did you laugh like that afterwards as you slipped the gun into a garbage dumpster a few blocks away? Stuck it in your diaper bag? <laughs> Pulled a couple dirty ones on top of it? <laughs> yeah, were you wearing the gun in your diaper at the time, in your diaper waistband? And then when you got ready to shot him, you just pulled it out and... Whipped it out. Just did, hit him. Did you wear your uh, Did you wear your pistol on the front of the diaper or the back of the diaper? Front. Did you have an ankle holster? No, Gordon. <laughs> Dave, do you remember your GPA? My final GPA, I think, was a uh, three-two. Did you ever go through a period of tanking? Oh, well, yeah, my. Uh, Fall of my junior year was the worst semester of my life because I took I took like fi I think I took 15 hours and they were all hard. I didn't have a you know an easy class among them.
and I think I got a 2-3. Did you ever just stop going to a class and take a nap? No, no, I never quit. Heck yes. I can't tell you how many times I did that. Just stopped going, was too lazy to withdraw. Really? Yeah. I, ne I never withdrew, I never, I never quit, I never took an F. Because when I was going to community college, it's so unstable. You can withdraw basically the day before the last day of school. Right. And get a W. It's just, it's so wrong. But like real schools, you go there and you have like two weeks to withdraw or something crazy. Yeah. And then a lot of, uh, a lot of professors, it's their bit that they'll be a total jerk until the, the ad drop day. And uh -huh. then once all the people quit that don't want to be in the class because he's a jerk, then he'll be nice because he knows that you want to be there. I kind of feel sorry for college professors. They have to put up with a lot. They put up with a lot, and I think that the cockiness of youth always causes most kids to look down on them. Yeah. Like, if you're so great, why are you a college professor? If you're so great at chemistry, why aren't you discovering something? <laughs> if you're so good at teaching creative writing, why aren't you a famous novelist? Right. And they have to deal with the, uh, the know-it-all TAs. Oh. All right, could you ever be a college professor with all that running around around you? Without trying to do anything to it? Yeah. No, probably not. What about high school? That'd be even worse. Junior high? I could, yeah, I could do junior high. I think it's illegal. No, I mean, I could, I could oh, work okay, there. Oh, okay, got it, got it, yeah. All right, you ready for fake Jerry? Well, for some reason, Eric Ross is on the line. If you want to talk to him for a second, he has a story. Hello, Eric. Gen X, Davey, what's up? What's up? Uh, I was just listening to your guys' conversation, and I also was below the Mendo Mendoza line in college. And I What's was, the Mendoza line? Yeah, the 2.00 variety. And I was pretending Why is to be that an Mendoza athlete line? basketball. And you always hear Eric. about how coaches... Eric. Yes. Why is that called the Mendoza line? Uh, some baseball player or something at some point. I have no idea. Hit below 200 or something. Ask Davey about that. No idea. Anyway, I was just going to... Hey, Davey, what, what's the story about Mendoza? Pardon? I was asking Davey the story about Mendoza. No, go ahead. You told me to ask him. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a pl there was a baseball player named Mario Mendoza, and he always hit at or around 200. And so players in the major leagues... If they were in a slump, they would always check the baseball stats to make sure that they were at least hitting better than that guy. How did he stay in the majors? Because he was a catcher. He was, I guess, an adequate defensive player. Hmm. So anyway. So you were playing college baseball, Eric? Uh, basketball, Gordon. Well, then and how I... is there a Mendoza line in basketball? Is that the free throw line? Is that what they call it? No, that was the GPA that I was getting in the academic field as I was attempting to stay eligible for athletics. Well, if your GPA is 200, that's pretty good. 2.00. A little bit higher than shotguns. All right, so anyway, so you fell below the Mendoza line. So I was doing whatever I could to stay eligible. And so the coach called me in and said, listen, you want to stay eligible for basketball next year, you have to come in and take a summer class called How to Own, Operate, and Run Your Own Basketball Camp, of which I never showed up for, but I got an A+. So it really still goes on. So it was a scam. It was a scam. I just wanted to let people know about the coaches and how to keep people eligible out there. So what school was this, and what was the name of the coach? Uh, I'll give you all of that because I hate him, even though he made me eligible. Well, you might want to not hey, yeah. hold it, hold yeah, it, hold you it. You probably don't it. want to do that. No, I, no problem. You'd love that. No, 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 it's a problem for the station. It's yeah. not a problem for you. Okay, shotgun, take care of it then. 
No, we we talked over it. Okay, okay uh, but you think he could give us the school, though, Dave? No, because that, that'd be too incriminating. We don't want to... All right, take him out of time. program, because I want to hear it. Well, he'll tell me off the air when we go to Jerry. How about that? I'll tell you down line. All right, he's out of program now. What school? Okay, put him back in program. We can say that, can't we, Dave? No. Of course you can't. No, you can't. All right. I'm going to err on the side of caution for once. Well, it's out of state anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a fascinating story. Thank you, Gordon. I that, thought I'd help your show with that. Stay hard. That's the kind of radio you get on the program. There it is. Yeah. You guys take care. All right, which comes up later today. Is that right? I guess. Okay, uh, Jerry Jones, you ready? Uh, yeah. Or should we go to, we should do it after commercial. We're already late for this break, too. Gosh, we're 30 no. minutes late in playing this Jerry thing. Well, let's go ahead and do it now. The commercial it's, break's only two minutes. Yeah, let's just do it Okay, now. here's Jerry Jones. This, is, this is Golden. Football. Joining us now on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket, all the way from Oxnard, California, where it's early in the morning, but he wanted to get up early and come on the show with us. At his request, we bring Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones on the program to take a football quiz. Is that right, Jerry? Hey, good morning, man. How are you? Morning. Good. How are you? Uh, well, I understand that uh, I'm getting uh, 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 a lot of uh, uh, attention and uh, flack uh, for claiming that I'm, um, uh, or at least attempting uh, in some manner to be a football guy. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think you're going to do well in this. I'm, gl I'm glad you've agreed to do this. I think you're going to do very well. Uh, well, thank you, uh, George. We're uh, looking forward to seeing you at Texas Stadium this year. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll do well, too, Jerry. And, uh, George, we uh, really want you to get out there and be creative. Uh, what? We enjoy your creativity. Uh, -huh. uh We just want a little bit less uh, procrastination and pragmaticization. Okay. <laughs> I'll work on that. All right, so, Jerry, we've come up with about nine or ten football questions. Some of them are trivia questions. Some of them are general knowledge questions. And we'll see, uh, we'll see what you know. All right, fair enough. All right, question number one. How many Super Bowls have the Dallas Cowboys won in the history of the organization? Three. Three. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, come on. I know we uh, we got two with uh, Jimmy and uh, one with Switzer. That's right. Yeah, right. and there, there were two uh, with uh, Tom Landry back in the 70s. So that's two. Five. Tom Landry. Super Bowl six and Super Bowl twelve. Oh, yeah, the guy fired. I remember that, yeah. Okay, that's off to a bad start. Who was the greatest coach in Cowboy history before you bought the team? Switzer. <laughs> no, before you bought the team. Oh, uh, uh, Chan the Man the first year? <laughs> no, that was... No, the well, second year. Second that, was, year. that was like nine years after you bought the team. Before you bought the team. Oh, um, I don't know who was coach then. <laughs> All right, that's, that's so for that's two. Big Cowboy history. You All right, uh, question number three, Jerry. Let's go. Good morning. What is it? This team won four Super Bowls in the 70s. I thought you said they won two. Well, no, I'm, uh, <laughs> I guess I should rephrase the question. What team won four Super Bowls in the 70s? Oh, uh, Cowboys. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, hold on. Uh, uh, Tampa or Toronto. What? Toronto? Did you say Toronto? <laughs> Who was it? It was Pittsburgh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Bradshaw and John Riggins. And, uh, no, no, he was a redskin. Yeah. No. Jed, he wouldn't. Okay. Damn it. Um, <laughs> all right. See if you can get this one. What coach? Jimmy Jump Up. <laughs> no. Let me finish the question. Switcher. <laughs> Manster. No, just hang what? on. Let me finish the question. What coach has the Super Bowl trophy named after him? 
It wasn't Jimmy Jump Up. No. <laughs> Come on. You, uh, well, give me one hint. <laughs> um, he was very Italian. Oh, yeah, that's uh, 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 up there, uh, up north. Uh, yeah? Uh, Vince, uh, Vince LaGuardia. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Vince Lombardi. Close, yeah. Lombardi. Well, oh, yeah, that's right. LaGuardia is the airport they have up in Green Bay. No, that's no, in New that's York. In New York. Perhaps you should have uh, asked John Madden more about football history when you sat down with him. Well, that is special when we get together. <laughs> he always dresses up like a respite. <laughs> All right, Jerry, question number five. What did you do in the offseason? Got a facelift. Oh, oh, no. Let him finish. Installed new teeth. Well, that may be true, but I'm not. that wasn't the question. Liposuction. <laughs> what did you do in the offseason to address your team's problems was the question. Uh, uh, got drunk and made irrational decisions. <laughs> okay. All right, next question. What legendary cowboy player was nicknamed Bullet Bob? Oh, uh, Manster. <laughs> no. <laughs> now that's someone else's nickname. <laughs> Try again. Bullet Bob, Bullet Bob. Uh, oh, oh, that's that's that old black guy that almost died. <laughs> that uh, uh, Norman on the air crying, and so I had to put him in the Ring of Honor. Bob Hayes, that's your Bob name. Hayes, yeah, that's yeah, it. Okay. Bullet, Bob you Hayes. You don't get credit. We'll give you for half that, credit man. on that. All right, we're giving Jerry Jones a football quiz here at his request. All right, question seven. The old football theory goes: to win, you need to run the football and what? Punt. <laughs> no. no, I'm sorry. Generally, play defense Come on. is what you want to do. All right. Here's another general football question. Good morning. What is it? If more than four defensive... How am I doing so far, no, by the way? You, get, you got a half point. Okay. And you couldn't even think of Bob Hayes' name, and you just put him in the ring of honor. All right. If more than four defensive players rush the quarterback, in other words, say a couple linebackers rush in with the defensive lineman, what is this generally called? A bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, okay. Repeat the question. If more than four defensive players rush the quarterback, example, two linebackers rush from the outside. All right, long hold on, I'm writing this down. Uh, two linebackers. <laughs> right. So let's say you got like six guys rushing. All right. What is this well, called? Who are the other four. The defensive lineman. All right, lineman. <laughs> All right. What is this generally called? I see two linebackers, four linemen. That equals six, which equals another concussion for Troy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the answer we were looking for. Oh. Uh, blitz is what we're looking for. Right, right. That's what I meant when I said bitch. Oh, okay. You knew it was a B yeah. word? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, after taking this quiz and incorrectly answering eight questions, I guess our final question is, do you still consider yourself a football guy? Yes. Well, you get that right. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, okay. You finally got one right. Damn right. All right, That's Jerry. To you, well, thank you All for right. joining Good us. Good That's job. A... Oh, man. I thought he'd do better than that. Boy, that was very disappointing. No history knowledge, nothing. No. All right, 827. News Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. This is the rant on the road at Discount Tire. We're on the northwest corner of Swisher Road and I-35. Stop by and see us. We're going to be here till noon giving away some ticket T-shirts and guys' guides. Coming up next, that millionaire balloonist tried it again to go around the world. We'll let you know where he stands right now.
The damn Yankees are coming to Texas, and the ticket, discount tire, and hooters want to give the pinstripers a few Bronx cheers and a hardline salute Frank. from Section 310. Monday night, it's Ticket P1 night at the ballpark, and we've got $9 tickets in the upper level with Bob and Dan. Bernie? With every ticket you buy, you get a free Dr. Pepper or Coors Light and a mouth-watering wiener that will be personally delivered by a hot dog handling ticket chip. 817-273-5100. 817-273-5100. Call now and ask for your P1 night tickets for the Rangers and Yanks. Monday night from Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Hey, P1 human beings. This is Dan <laughs> McDowell, and I am out at the Irving Mall today. The 14th annual Taste of Irving is going on. And uh, the bit here is they have a bunch of different restaurants and whatnot set up. A uh, little table set up throughout the mall. And uh, you go around and taste the food that they have to offer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on here at the Taste of Irving. Now, we have a booth, but we don't have food there. We have guys' guides. We have a couple of ticket chicks there. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so I guess there is something to taste. Here at the Irving Mall, it's the Taste of Irving. Now, I'm here with the Sterminator. We'll be here until uh, <laughs> 1 o'clock, I believe it is. And we're giving away cowboy tickets, ranger tickets, <laughs> autographed footballs, autographed baseballs, and... <laughs> and sports. Talk sports with the Sterminator. You've always wanted to do that. Now you can, live in Irving today. At the Irving Mall, the 14th annual Taste of Irving. We'll, we'll be here in, uh, until uh, uh, 1 o'clock. Uh, hey, Dan. Uh, yes. That was funny when you were talking about the Taste of Irving. No, I was just really doing a commercial. I mean, I wasn't. Oh. I, I, never, I, know what to, I never know what to laugh at. I was just actually doing a prank. Oh, you were? What kind of prank were you doing? So, uh, would you call me, Gordon? Yeah. Hey, guess what I did? In Irving. I ran a bulldozer through one half of Sturm's house while he's out there on appearance as a prank. Oh, yeah, it was <laughs> a prank. so hilarious. Do you have a camera for when he goes home? Yeah. Take a picture of him, put it on the website? Yep. And, and I called uh, Sally, his wife. Uh-huh. As, as her dad's doctor and said that her dad was dying and she needed to rush to his bedside. Oh, my God. And then I gave her, like, a bogus hospital address. See, that you take things to the next level of comedy that I could never think of. That's why I'm the mayor of bits. So join me, Gordon, at the Taste of Irving. Okay. Love you. You think you're extreme, think you've got the stones to endure a week of rugged physical challenges in the wilderness, surviving on nothing but the sap you just sucked out of a nearby tree stump? Then get ready for Savage Trek, the toughest... Excuse me, sir, but would you care for a corona? Does a bear in the woods? Ah... Uh... Your itinerary is as follows. Day one begins with you sitting on your butt in the middle of a beach, burdened with the task of drinking bottle after bottle of ice-cold Corona. Day two will find you sitting on your butt, flicking bottle caps at the sand crabs to prevent them from scurrying off with your bottle opener. Day three, you sitting on your butt in the shallow surf, Corona in hand, playing hide-the-conch with bikini-clad natives. And after a week of staring life in the face, you'll discover who you really is. One hombre who knows you can't get a 
sunburn, but if you're sitting on it. Smooth, refreshing Corona Extra. Miles away from ordinary. Imported by the Campinas Company, San Antonio, Texas. NTB, National Tire and Battery. They'll help you find the right tires. After all, they're the tire experts. Call 1-877-SHOP-NTB for a store near you. NTB, they know tires. I'm Johnny Sponsler. Quincy starts tonight in New Orleans. That story now the latest sports news next on The Ticker. <laughs> Hi, my name is Randy Essenberg, and I'm a divorce attorney here in Dallas. Fathers have rights in a divorce to see their children, but what if a mother wants to move away after a divorce? You can ask a judge to order the children live in Dallas so you can have a relationship with them. Some mothers will do everything they can to limit your visitation and your ability to have a relationship with your own kids. I've spent 17 years practicing law and handling thousands of divorces and helping dads see their kids. And I've dedicated my practice to this. If it's your desire to be a good dad and an involved father and you need help, I invite you to call me. Hug your child today. Call me at 214-630-1HUG. My consultation fee is $75, and I will handle your divorce ethically and responsibly. With your kids, my utmost priority. Kids deserve an involved father. Be there for them. If divorce seems to be the only solution, call attorney Randy Essenberg, centrally located off Stammons Freeway in Dallas. 214-630-1HUG. That's 214-630-1484. Licensed to practice the general practice of law, not board certified to the Texas Board of Legal Specialization. Quincy Carter will make his first career start tonight, albeit a preseason game against the Saints in New Orleans. The offense has been modified a bit to conform to Quincy's needs. Quincy telling Norm earlier this week on the ticket that the offensive system isn't really that difficult. It's a three-digit offense. Uh, your run calls are pretty simple. Uh, you've got alert calls when you want to. Uh, at the line of scrimmage, you can make your own calls. So, you know, uh, it's very fun to play in. You know, I'm very excited about playing in. Plus, you know, i got players around me, you know, who can make plays for me. They'll kick off tonight at 7 p.m. Last night in the NFL preseason, Titans over the Rams 23-10. Falcons topped the Redskins 27-6. Tony Banks did not play for the Redskins. Tiger Woods was doing all right in the third round at the PGA Championship. He started the day even par. He had it to three under. However, he bogeys the 17th and the 18th. He finishes day three, one under par for the tournament. That puts him eight strokes back at the co-leaders Shingo Katayama and David Toms. They'll tee off at 1.30 locally. Rangers play this afternoon at 3.05 in Toronto. They're trying to snap a five-game losing streak. Last night, they were taken down by the Blue Jays 11-3. Local baseball with Cats are in the postseason. They're playing at Baton Rouge. It's the best of a three-game series. Cats finish off the season 2-5 and five against the Rouge. That's the Ticket Ticker. It's the service of America Online and the MapQuest Road to your weekend fun. Make the most of your free time this weekend. Use AOL to find local information about Dallas area hotspots, summer shopping deals, and great places to take the kids. Go to AOL keyword weekender. Our next Ticket Ticker coming up at 11.50. Breaking sports news first guaranteed. Johnny Sponsor reminding you to play in the Frank Parra Autoplex. Dunham & Miller open August 29th. Sign up now online at theticket.com. The frozen tundra is coming. Sports Radio 1310. The Ticket. It's 1040 on Sport, or sorry, 1140 Sports Radio 1310, the ticket, the rant on the road in Corinth, Texas. We're at Discount Tire, Swisher Road, and I-35, northwest corner of that intersection. Stop by and see us. We uh, still have some guys' guides to give away and some ticket chick calendars. All right, it's time to get all quick hitty as we run through the news. We start... Yeah, that's right. That music, of course, you always remember as being the theme music for Running Through the News. This is Nigel's theme music. Yeah, this is a different theme theme music there, Scott. Let me switch something else. No, that's a Meats that's theme music. That's Meats music. music. 
I guess. You said international, right? We're waiting to see what country. All right, balloonist Steve Fawcett. This is that millionaire or maybe even a billionaire that will not give it up. He's obsessed with circling the globe in a balloon. Oh, I thought you meant he was a virgin. No. He wants to circle the uh, the world in a hot air balloon, and this is like his fifth time to try it or something like that. Is it his fifth? I don't know. It's something like that. I know it's the third it's or fourth. Definitely not a virgin then. No. Uh, and he spends millions of dollars on this, and for some reason, the press chooses to cover this extensively. Yeah. I don't get that. Who cares? Write a little story about it when he makes it. But yeah, don't if, keep if, updating us every day. Yeah, if you want a preview, you know, he's going to try it again. And then it, when it ends, just say he didn't do it. Or if he makes it, then have a big story about it. Well, finally, today, at least they had, uh, the story was bigger than it should have been. But they had something to report. He did not make it. He touched down his balloon uh, Friday in a cattle ranch in southern Brazil halfway around the world because he had been involved in a lot of thunderstorms. Well, where did he start from? Australia. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, if he started, like, in California and he ended up in Brazil, that wasn't very far. <laughs> yeah. No, he was going to circle the lower half of the globe. Is that easier? Yeah, and, and to me, that seems like, well, that's not really circling the world necessarily. No, you're... Because basically all you need to do is go up to the North Pole or Antarctica and just go in a one-foot circle. Yeah. And I just, guess technically you've circled the globe. You can just stick your right foot on the pole and then just walk around your left foot. Just kind of spin around. Right, yeah, you don't even need a balloon. And I don't think there's an actual pole up there, Dave. Oh. So, yeah, he was going to circle, you know, down close to that, that southernmost point of the globe. Well, he needs to go around the equator. I won't recognize him. Neither will I. So he's failed again. How much money do you think he's wasted on this stupid dream that no one cares about? Oh, gosh. See if I see a figure here. No, I didn't have one. I mean, I wonder what percentage of his fortune has gone into this stupid, stupid pursuit. What song is this playing? Crash Into Me, I think. It's something. Black Balloon? What? That's the name of the song? I never knew the name of the song. Who is it? Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. No. It was Goo Goo Dolls or I kind of like the Goo Goo Dolls. Everclear or one of those bands. You don't like Goo Goo Dolls? No. I do. Because I don't have taste. That's right. <laughs> so he failed. Another quick hit from the news. Yes. In Muse the News, we had uh, the story of this pharmacist that was charged with diluting chemotherapy drugs. Right. So much so, he was diluting them so much that uh, 1% of the drug, of the dosage, was found in the dosage that he gave the people. He so diluted it, it. So it was like, uh, like low-fat milk Yeah, he was shooting them up with. It was, it was 99 parts skim milk, one part chemo drugs. Uh, he now has said that he cut the drug's strength out of greed. Oh, I didn't know his motive until now. He's a 48-year-old guy. He's a pharmacist. Robert Courtney is his name. Um, they say he's going to plead not guilty, although he's just confessed as to why he committed the crime, yet he's going to say he did not commit the crime. 
So he did it out of greed, but he didn't do it. Right. Figured that one out. Huh. And another story of someone lying about his military service. A Pulitzer Pula Prize winning historian. What? Take two. Take two. It's 10 o'clock on Sports Radio 1310. No, not ticket. that far we back. We have Dan and Not that far Rick. back. Okay. Just like two seconds go back. Pulitzer Prize winning his, history professor who admitted that he lied to his students of being a Vietnam combat veteran will be suspended for a year without pay and he also has to give up his endowed chair at the college. How well endowed is it? So he's going to sit on the floor from now on. Uh, he became a popular professor in part by sharing his experiences in Vietnam. We talked about this on the Dunham Miller Show this weekend. Why do men, and this is specific to men, spin war stories like that? They lie about military service and sports accomplishments. Yeah, and fishing. Well, that's more white lie-ish, I think. Yeah, I suppose so. But, but why do men feel so inadequate that they have to fabricate war experience I, or sports stories such as, uh, yeah, I played at, uh, you know, I don't know, University of Colorado. Yeah, or I... And I find out that he applied there one time. Or I took a uh, how-to-manage-your-own-basketball camp at yeah, some like school some during the summer. Ridiculous story like that. It's clearly not believable. Uh, anyway... I, I can I can sooner understand the fabricating the sports story because everyone or most every male is a closet jock. They, you know, they kind of the armchair quarterback. They wish they were more athletically gifted than they are. I can I, I've never wished that. Well, I said most men. Oh, I wasn't talking about arty geeks like you. I'm not an arty geek, sir. But the war thing, uh, maybe that's a generational thing. Maybe guys who grew up while World War II was going on or while Vietnam was going on and didn't go or maybe were in the armed forces but weren't near combat, maybe they feel inadequate about that and they feel like they have to make stuff up. Well, I know that was very common in the Lost Generation. Fitzgerald always considered his lack of combat experience to be uh, a real negative in his life. All those guys did back then. I'd be the worst soldier ever. I'd be oh, such a too. chicken. I wouldn't have any discipline. I get kicked out so dishonorably. But I, I wonder if... Here's my question. Does the average guy in the world feel like a spare? Yeah. I mean, I know he maybe puts on brave faces for his friends, may brag about how well he did in the dot-com boom, or, you know, how, well, I'm doing really well now. and You know, but he, he's hiding $60,000 in debt and... You know, I, I wonder what he thinks about himself. Does he think that he's kind of a spare? Well, there, there are plenty of guys out there who are truly cocky, and there are a number of men out there who aren't spares, who are, you know, CEOs of companies or famous athletes or actors. So I'd say probably 90% of men are spares. Another question. Why are guys cocky? I saw one the other day, a guy that I didn't really talk to, but I heard him talking to someone else. And the way he was smacking his gum and the look in his eyes, he felt like he really and truly was somehow a special human being. I mean, he had he had something that other people didn't have. And you knew he watched every moment, every movement that he made from a camera, a movie camera that was filming him from about five feet away. Huh. I mean, he knew he was starring in his own movie and he was the big player in it. Well, you know, I went to go see uh, American Pie 2 last night. Yeah. Funny, by the way. 
and there was a guy sitting behind me with his date and he was pulling the cocky routine with his date saying uh saying yeah you know uh, i was at this party the other day and uh, you remember that that really hot girl from your office yeah i was talking to her and she would not leave me alone i mean you know, it was it was getting embarrassing. I mean, I I finally had to you know tell her I'll see you later. And he was like, you know, so if you if you want to keep saying that I don't have game, you know, go ahead. But right, you know, I'll put money down that I could bag her. And do people realize how transparent stories like that are? I was seeing I mean, right it, through it. it. It's clear that he's wanting her to know that he's desirable to others. Why doesn't he just say that instead of telling the stories if it has some relevance other than that? He's trying to make her jealous, I guess. I hate people. And cocky people are the worst, because if you always dig down, you just start questioning him, you can always break that Mike Reiner. I got news for them. They're going to die just like the rest of us. We're all humbled by death, and we should all be humbled by God. And that's my statement for the day. All right. <laughs> Who's next, by the way? Do we have the hot spot next? Okay, I've got a, uh, I've got some international. Yeah, you had you had your international quick hits. That yeah, we to do. I have I have some international quick hits that I would like to uh, run by you in the hot spot next. Okay, and by the way, David Robinson, cocky, but he doesn't offend me. Cocky. Well, he's like he's too much of a goof to be. He's cartoon cocky. Yeah, because he's like almost pathetic cocky. Yeah, pathetic cocky doesn't bother me. No, it's the people who really think that there's something that bugs me. Oh, gosh. Now you got my brain working overtime. I have so much to say on that subject. Well, maybe we'll get into that with David as well. All right. On the ticket. Yeah, sure. Throwing the ball. Got to hold on to the ball offensive. Ball control attack. We keep our eye on the ball out here. Can throw the football. To keep the ball moving forward. And they can throw the ball and run the ball. Move the ball. Throw the ball downfield. Hard balls. Footballs. Round balls. We cover the balls. Balls out decisions. All sports all the time. Sports Radio 1310. The Ticket. www.theticket.com one, two, three, four, five. Everybody in my Ford, let's go for a drive. For huge savings on the best-selling SUVs in the Lone Star State, the place you need to drive is your Texas Ford dealer. Factory-authorized clearance is here, and it's your chance to get incredible deals on select sport utilities in stock. A little bit of sunshine in your day. A little bit of fun along the way. Is the best time to save big on Ford Escape, Explorer Sport, and Explorer Sport Track. Plus, qualified buyers can get low 0.9% APR financing or 2,000 cash back on select 2001 expeditions. Or take advantage of 09 financing or 3,000 cash back on excursion. Not all customers will qualify for lowest APR. Residency restrictions apply, and you must take new retail delivery from dealer stock by October 8th. See dealer to see if you qualify. To save big on the best selling SUVs in Texas, make your way to factory authorized clearance going on now at your texas ford dealer romanos macaronicville this is aldo executive chef this is who aldo all right look aldo i got a bone to pick with you it's aldo yeah okay well i'm a telemarketing sales manager over here at ubercom okay and my sales force is a little distracted by this new calzonetti sandwich thing what is that oh the polo calzonetto right what is the problem well 
all they talk about all morning is eating mint calzan for lunch. They're not working. And I blame the Caliban. Oh, I see. What are you putting in those things? Lottery tickets? Actually, the poor local Zonetto has tender grilled chicken, roasted tomatoes, and melted mozzarella cheese folded into a golden baked crust. Really? Yes. I'll be right over. Romano's Macaroni Grill, run by chefs. That explains our food. With 12 locations in the Metroplex, visit the Romano's Macaroni Grill in North Arlington at I-30 and Ballpark Way. I'm Johnny Sponsler, Tiger not happy. That story and all the latest sports news next on The Ticker. Hey, sports fans, this is Bob Sturm. We're at the 14th annual Taste of Irving today at the beautiful Irving Mall. You find that at 183 and Beltline. We encourage you to come out here between 11 and 5, so it's about noon, so we encourage you to do that. It's shop, eat, and win. Register to win. Great prizes at the ticket table, which uh, we'd like to say is uh, not far from Exit 2 or Barnes & Noble or whatever. We got an autographed Raphael Palmero bat, Cowboys tickets, Ranger tickets, autographed footballs by Darren Woodson, ticket t-shirts and hats, and you know what? You don't have to be present to win. You must simply be present to register. You can find our booth at the Taste of Irving right across from the Hooters booth and the Smoothie King booth and the Black Eyed Pea booth. We are right here. Now, we don't have food at the Taste of Irving. We have Guys, Guys, and Cowboy tickets. But if you come on out here today, boy, you won't believe some of the Guys, Guys you'll find. You can even grab two. It's the Irving Mall, 183 and Beltline. I am here. Dan is here. And so is the ticket. A couple ticket chicks are here as well. It is good times and great food at the Taste of Irving today at the Irving Mall. Come see us. Love you. Want to get ahead in business? www.theticket.com The Ticket is awarding a full scholarship A $39,900 value Into the University of North Texas Executive MBA program 94 meetings, 20 months All in North Dallas so you can keep working while you get your EMBA www.theticket.com Log on for details in a printable scholarship application You must meet UNT EMBA program standards www.theticket.com Make more money, avoid layoffs Get your executive MBA MBA from UNT. The ticket is footing the bill. Hurry, you must apply by September 21st at theticket.com. Tiger Woods, a bitter man right now. Tiger had his round of three under par at the PGA Championship this morning. However, Tiger three putts the 17th hole in bogeys. He hits a port chip shot on the 18th, and then he two putts for another bogey. He finishes the third round at one under par. The leaders will be teeing off here in about half an hour. Shingo, Katayama, and David Toms at nine under. Nobody else really made any moves this morning. Mike, we're the only buddy that really, anybody that really shot anything. He was four under on the day. He's only three under for the tournament. Cowboys in action tonight in Nolens. Dave Campo telling us the veterans are going to see some playing time for the first time this preseason. Emmett's going to play uh, probably 10 to 15 plays. Uh, Rocket and Joey Galloway will probably play about 15 plays each. Quincy Carter gets the start. He could play up into the second half. CBS 11 with the coverage tonight at 7 p.m. Rob Bell will try to stop the Rangers' five-game losing streak this afternoon. He opposes, he opposes Roy Halladay and the Toronto Blue Jays at 3.05. Hopefully, if Bell gets in any trouble, Jerry Naren won't call in the services of Pat Mahomes in relief. Last night, Mahomes gives up four home runs to five batters in the Rangers' 11-3 loss. Eric Lindros is now a New York Ranger. That deal was made final yesterday. Reports and rumors coming out of the New York area say that the Rangers are going after Brett Hull. According to Hull's agents, negotiations won't begin until next week. Both parties are letting the Lindros deal settle down before anything takes place. 
Our next ticket ticker coming up at 1210, breaking sports news first guarantee. Johnny Sponsor reminding you to remember the time you spent listening to the rant Saturdays on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. It may be hot, but the frozen tundra is coming. 27 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. The rant wrapping up here at Discount Tire. Discount Tire continues to be open after the show closes for the day. Um, they're here at uh, Swisher Road and I-35 in Corinth, Texas, the northwest corner of Swisher and I-35. Stop by and see them. Good people here. And, uh, of course, they have tires for your car. That's their slogan. Oh, really? We have tires for your car. Mm. You know what one of the biggest defeats in my life is? What? Deceits or defeats? Defeats. Uh-huh. When uh, that opening riff of How Soon Is Now comes on the radio. Oh, I know. And, and it's then it turns candy out flip? to be, no, it's that hippie chick song. Yeah, who sings that? What was Candy Flip? Candy Flip is Strawberry Fields Forever. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I forget who sang that hippie chick song, but God, it beats me. Ugh. It's one of the greatest songs ever, and they bastardize it into that horrible, horrible song. And the thing is, talking about girls not knowing music, I knew a girl who did not know that Hippie Chick nor Candy Flip's song had been done before. Really? Yeah. Is this Hippie Chick? Oh. <laughs> Does it say who it's by? Soho. Actually, you know what? I kind of like this version better. <laughs> All right, uh, we got the hot spot. Do we? Oh, we're having technical difficulties in the break. Hockey glove. All right. Hello. It's so frustrating. I hear them talking, and now they're bagging on me, but they won't answer when we talk to them. Well, then obviously there's still technical difficulties. So yeah. you better pot them down. Here. In case they curse. They're talking about it on here, but they can't. Hello? Hotspot. Hotspot. All right, well, they're not there. Okay. Obviously. International Quick Hits, Gordon. International Quick Hits, David. All right, this is a follow up uh, on a story that uh, I believe you've had in Muse in the News. Mm hmm. The uh, sex strike in Turkey. Yes, the women who. <laughs> Refused to give sex to their men until the men built them a running water system in their town. Right. It's uh, actually called Ankara, Turkey. This sex strike is now a month long, but it may be coming to an end. Or coming in an end. No, coming to an end. What? The women of the village of Sirt launched their bedroom boycott. So this is in Sirt? Yes. Okay. They started the boycott, as you said, wanting running water for their town. Well, a news agency is reporting that government officials have agreed to the men's request for enough pipe to build a water system. So they need, they need the big, long pipes. Insert. Insert. Where it can uh, dispense with the liquid that the uh, right. women need. The life-giving fluid that the right, women... in order to keep life going. Yeah, that the women need. It's not clear when the pipes will be delivered and whether the women will continue to hold out until the, the system is actually built. So these men, um, 
want to start laying pipe as soon as possible. Yes, as soon as the government delivers, they want to start laying pipe. But it's not sure whether or not the women will allow them to My, my grandma was. That would kind of make you then. <laughs>